Welcome to CarePod, a safe place to educate, inspire, and renew the caregiver. Listen in with our host, Dr. Kipley Bell, as she interviews different experts along the caregiving journey. here today with Mike Newell of Lifespan Care Management, a really unique and necessary niche to come in, enter into the family space and get the house in order. I'm really excited to have the opportunity to speak with Mr. Newell and understand specifically how he helps families, how his company has had impact in terms of um, navigating the healthcare space uh, for families. So very, very good uh, conversation, I, I anticipate. So welcome to the CarePod. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. So question, let me, before we get into the nuts and bolts, tell me critical care nursing, tell me right. your whole, your journey. Right. I always love so, to begin with the, the person's why. <clears throat> right. So uh, the whole journey is I'm the oldest of 11 kids. Wow. When I was nine, my mother had a set of twin boys. And when I was 11, she had another set. So <laughs> so I sent my, spent a lot of uh, my teenage years changing diapers and whatnot and trying to put myself through school. I was a psych major and uh, got a job at a mental hospital. And I saw the nurses were doing more for the patients than the mental health workers. <laughs> and so I took a left turn and went to Philadelphia Community College and got an associate degree in nursing and did go into psych and found that uh, nobody's really getting better here. <laughs> so made another turn and wound up in critical care. So I have 40,000 hours at the bedside in the ICU and emergency room, mostly in wow. tertiary care hospitals. But also part of that was doing agency work where, you know, you, you're a hired gun, you go and, you know, and a lot of those are inner city hospitals in Philadelphia. Uh, moved back to New Jersey, did work, you know, in the critical care at Cooper, the Virtuous, and kept going to school. So I have a master's in nursing administration. The focus was on managed care and case management as a component of that. And I got a job in what's called a private rehab company. Their customers were smaller insurance companies, generally, that did workers' comp insurance, long-term disability insurance. Uh, major medical was still around at the time. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. Uh, auto was still two million dollar coverage. Now it's two hundred thousand if you get catastrophically injured. Uh, that that burns up in about three days in the trauma unit. Anyway, so a lot of those cases aren't uh, case managed anymore. But I found I was good at it because, and I would follow the patient from the trauma unit to the step down floor to the rehab hospital to home home modifications, go to doctor's appointments justify the care to the adjuster very important so they taught me how insurance companies think mm. uh, which assists us in terms of advocating for our clients now because we do do insurance appeals and i won't get to that wow uh, but, wow yeah, yeah so mostly, mm -hmm. yeah mostly our customers are the sons and daughters of older adults who are concerned about their parents. They may live close by or they may not live close by. Probably more than half those referrals come from elder and estate attorneys, sometimes from financial advisors or other trusted, uh, you know, trusted advisors to the family. 
So, uh, and a lot of the referrals come from when there's a crisis. Mom has already fallen. She broke her hip. She, you know, she got it fixed. She went to the subacute and uh, she's been there three weeks or so. And they're trying to kick her out and the family's not ready. And, you know, they, they, they just don't know what to do. So first thing is we go in and we assess the person, you know, what was their function before and, you know, what, try to get an idea of what would be their optimal function given the injuries and the chronic illness, because there's generally other multiple chronic illnesses they already have and try to determine, you know, what, what would be their optimal recovery and would they be able to go home? If not, what's plan B and how are we going to help get it paid for, right? How best to spend that money. But a lot of times in subacute, uh, they're just looking at the rehab piece and they're not looking at the complexity of the medical management. Uh, and so the insurance company, you know, and sometimes even the, the facility itself will say, uh, we're going to get stiffed by the insurance company. So we're going to give the uh, family a, a piece of paper that says, the insurance company may not pay for continued care. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's not an official notice. <laughs> so yeah, or that uh, magic 14 day, you know, big number that, yeah. you know, we have done the best to rehabilitate you. And now, you know, we need to usher you on to home or to long-term yeah. care or whatever it may look like. So, yeah. all right. So let me back you up a little bit. Uh, you had said something about, really getting into the mind of the insuring the insurance company right basically help the caregiver advocate by for their loved one with getting items paid for their care so right. what does that look like well first of all you need to know what kind of insurance so the big problem right now is these medicare advantage plans yeah right so if you have regular medicare and you have part b correct the who the there's an insurance company that is adjudicating the claims on behalf of Medicare. So if they meet the Medicare participate, you know, terms of participation, if it's appropriate care given, you know, computer algorithms, the care gets paid for, right? And if you know Medicare uh, or the FI uh, will pay for that, then the uh, the Medicare Part B the supplemental will pay for it as well, okay? If you have a, a, a Medicare Advantage plan, it's like an HMO. They get so much per, per month from each of their subscribers. It goes into their bank account. Now it's their money. It's not Medicare's money. It's their money, and they don't want to spend it, okay? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So Medicare, if you see the ads, they'll say, oh, you know, if you start living a certain zip code, you qualify for extra money for groceries and things like this, right? Eyeglasses, that is whatever. In need of well, that's because credit. the feds Check out our recognize that if you live in certain zip codes, courses. you're more likely to have chronic illness, and we want to keep you out of the hospital and the nursing Visit us And that's really what the design is there. But the Medicare Advantage plans, they're just milking the system. Okay. And you know, it's so it's it's really refreshing to hear that because you know I am definitely a traditional Medicare and get your Medicare plan. 
because yes. I have found that these advantages are smoke smoke and mirrors for patients. They absolutely are. It's a fraud. It's really a, it's mm -hmm. a fraud. And they're they're not just fraud frauding the, the subscribers. They're frauding Medicare in other ways, but we won't get into that. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot that they're doing, you know, and that's why they're spending so much money on on advertising. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. it's it's relentless mm -hmm. at any rate. So they'll, you know, most older people, you know, if you put them in bed for three days, they lose enough function. Right. That they do need a rehab tune up. So they go to a nursing home. A lot of those patients were hospital patients 20 years ago, even mm -hmm. 10 years ago. Right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. now, they wind up in a nursing home model, the staffing model. You know, the staffing isn't great, the training isn't great, the supervision support isn't great, the you know, the medical management piece is iffy, you know, and the nurses don't even know what they don't know because a lot of times the the chart that they get from the hospital is incomplete or you know, not well focused, you know, mm -hmm. so they don't even know you know, what, what they're doing with this. So they just go through the routine, which is giving them the meds, you know, and then PT. So the PT and, and they call themselves rehab. It's not really rehab, like an acute rehab, Kessler and, you know, right. Austin, right. Because the nurses don't know anything about rehab and they don't discuss the rehab plan with the therapist, right? The therapists go and do their own thing. The nurses don't know anything about how they're doing, what they're doing, and vice versa, you know, the therapy doesn't know what meds they're on or really too much about the diagnosis. So it's really, you know, trying to glom on some rehab onto a long-term care nursing model, mm -hmm. right? And all the nursing homes want to get in on that because it's Medicare money. It's more than they would be making if they were, you know, getting cash or even, uh, you know, a Medicaid, what, what the state pays for the Medicaid bed. Mm -hmm. So. You know, so, so let me yeah. let me interrupt you there too. What so where does lifespan kind of change the game? One and two, where is the help for the gap on those that make too much for Medicaid but aren't benefiting from all the services that are available to those that are on Medicare, have Medigap plans, work their whole life, all the stories but don't, you know, aren't able to benefit from the Medicaid services that are available. I have heard that there's some billing to change around that, but I don't know how accurate that is. So for example, my Medicaid patients can benefit from the stipend that's paid to their caregiver to, you know, that can be a known person or a family member to them, but cannot actually get a stipend. But like, I can't get a stipend to pay someone, for instance, for my own mother who has Medicare and, you know, a Medigap plan and worked her whole life as a nurse. So, you know, how are we, how is lifespan change the game in terms of kind of coming in to make patients aware of, you know, this, phenomena that's going on, if you will. And then two, are there any trends changing changes or things that we can anticipate for the Medicare patient, the traditional Medicare patient? Okay. So first of all, like <laughs> we're, we're doing this on a case by case basis. So, mm -hmm. you know, not all Medic Medicare Advantage plans are the same. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So for example, if you worked for Goldman Sachs, 
Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Goldman Sachs said, oh, oh you know, we have a retirement plan for you. Right. And it's an all-inclusive plan, right? Uh, they they may try to chisel you, but when they get challenged, they back off. So I've gotten patients with, you know, that type of Medicare, that, you know, a big corporation. Uh, they were in subacute. The subacute said, okay, you're not making any progress. You need to go away. And we're there like, uh, let's call Kessler and see if they, they think that this person is appropriate for their program. They can do three to five hours of rehab a day. They can do more than three hours, right? Kessler says, yeah, we, you know, we can help them. Okay, so we've gotten them to go, instead of getting kicked out altogether, they get, they get step up, you know, to real rehab. Yeah, right? yeah. And they might have needed to hang out a little bit to recover enough to get to the point where they could do three to five hours a day, right? So, but then other plans, and one of the things in New Jersey is, all the state, um, the teachers union and the state employees got put into a Medicare Advantage plan. Mm. Okay, well, what is this? And because the state has an obligation to pay for their health insurance under their contract. Well, what are they actually paying for that? Probably almost nothing, mm. right? Because the, the Medicare dollars go right into the HMO and they don't want to pay, right? So, you know, so what we do is, first of all, address what are the care needs of this person right now, which a lot of times, you know, they, um, they're they not doing well clinically. And so they can't engage in rehab. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that first. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we assess them uh, from, you know, the clinical perspective and being aware of the Medicare rules. We assist the family to do the appeals. If you're going to do an appeal, you have to go all the way to the end, right? The appeal process for traditional Medicare, for commercial insurance, and for Medicare Advantage plans are all a little bit different. But the same idea comes into play in terms of, you know, you address, first of all, we say, look, don't just tell us we're denied and give us an 800 number to to call and 20 minutes later they're going to say no Mm -hmm. we don't even know why we're being denied so we Mm -hmm. want it on paper and we want a reason not this may happen or that may happen or you don't meet the criteria it's all balloon Mm -hmm. so that slows down the process and then you know we help them write an appeal letter that says you know first of all that there's more complexity here than you know than you've really screened for because be a denial of care this is critical a denial of care will pair the person's function and quality of life now and in the future need that phrase okay and challenge you know challenge them and then so you know the insurance companies know that 60 percent of the time nobody will appeal denial they won't appeal the second time they're denied, 60%. Mm-hmm. So go all the way to the end. At the end, there is some sort of independent arbiter, okay? It might be an administrative law judge from Medicare, and you send all the documentation to them, and three months later, you you have, you know, an appeal. Mm-hmm. Or it might be a, a board-certified uh, peer review organization that does that so you know i'm sure you know for yourself that oh you have these peer-to-peer conversations 
and you know it's a trauma thing and you're talking to a psychiatrist like oh, oh yeah oh yeah it's completely it's, or it's a pediatrician like oh, what are we right. talking that about? hasn't touched a patient in 20 years you know oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, impactful caregiving begins with you become an educated and empowered caregiver to best serve the one you love Impactful Caregiving offers online geriatric certification, personally curated items for the older adult person in our caregiver shop, Jerry telehealth options, and of course, your personal dose of inspiration here on the CarePod. Go to impactfulcaregiving.com. Yeah. And and I think it's important, too, for patients to understand these limits that are placed on clinicians as a result yeah. of being insured. It's almost, you know, which is why you've seen this emergence of concierge practices and fee for service yes. and all the things, because, yeah. you know, you spend more time and money in the aggravation than just yeah. paying for, for the good service and calling it a day. Yeah, yeah. I, I get it. I get it. So what has been your your greatest impact as an organization? You know, you know, and what does the fee structure look like? So if somebody wants to do private pay, they say, listen, I need you to come in, uh, give us a plan for our loved one's care. And then what are those next steps? Like, do you, are you in collaboration with, clinicians, providers, therapists, the like to actually formulate a whole care plan for the patient? And yeah. So, yeah, we have, you know, we write down the, a care plan or, you know, our assessment, which it, it includes a chart review or, you know, whatever they have available. Okay. Um, and, you know, getting the history, writing down, you know, <clears throat> um, you know, what, what are their insurance? What are their insurances? Who's their contact people? What is their daily routine? Very mm -hmm. important because it gives a sense of how they're sleeping, what their function is, what you know, what they're mm -hmm. doing all day. Mm -hmm. uh, history of present illness, past medical history, you know, surgical history, uh, who their docs are, where they, you know, where they reside, what their phones are, and you know, you know, we have a whole format, and then. Uh, their meds who ordered them for what reason mm -hmm. a lot of times we find that you know we we do a sitting and standing a uh, blood pressure yeah yeah uh and we we you know and and so you know we try to address that and a lot of times they're over medicated it might have been that they're you know their blood pressure medication hasn't changed in 10 years and they lost 20 pounds since then or something like that or they're on you know they they complain of certain pain so the doc gives them something and then that didn't work they give them something else they didn't take the one way and they just add and it, things are out of control i mean 9 10 11 medications like how can it not be out of control? So we address that and make some recommendations for considering de-prescribing. We'll go to the doctor's appointment if you want. I mean, you know, whatever it takes. 
and you know so assessing for fall risk that way because that can be catastrophic you know Mm -hmm. so in terms of the type of care that the person needs we do make recommendations so you know home health agency we don't advise that people hire on their own we understand why they do but you know you're exposing yourself to theft or injury or whatever Mm -hmm. yeah yeah number one or number two if we recommend a home care agency we have certain models that we like we want you know one that's local we know the owner. We have his cell phone number. If there's a problem, we call him up. Okay. We tend not to use the franchises because the margins in home care are so thin that oh, you almost have to cheat, like send out a homemaker when you need a home health aid. Mm. You know, they're not trained to put their hands on you. That, that would be a, a you know a frequent thing that we would see. We like we. We don't get many referrals for assisted living because a lot of times people are too sick for that. Like by the time they're ready for assisted living in their mind, they're ready for skills. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that whole thing. So the client will kind of pay for this assessment. Yes. Private pay. You develop all the care plan and then what you tier it according to their needs. So if you want us to come to your doctor's visit with you, if you want us to collaborate with a and make a recommendation partnership with a home health care care agency etc etc okay and so we'll coach the family through it or we'll take charge depending on what they need if they're not around they don't live close by we'll make a recommendation that you know at certain you know appointments will be there you know okay you know so okay and um where are you located we're in Hanfield, New Jersey, because we have an inter- this is an international audience. Yeah. So, so we're our- near exit for the New Jersey Turnpike. <laughs> <laughs> we are, you know, 10 minutes from the Philly Bridges. We cover a 50 mile radius. So we cover all South Jersey down to the shore. We cover Philadelphia and Western suburbs. Most of our clients are, you know, because of our referral patterns are in the Burlington, Camden, Gloucester County areas, which border in the Delaware River. Uh, I have other nurses that work with me. They have expertise in long-term care. I have a nurse practitioner, psych nurse practitioner, who I call when I need her. Yeah. It comes in handy sometimes. Absolutely. You know. Okay. And so do you do any remote offerings in terms of, do you do remote consultation for people that may not be in your area, but could benefit from you know, having a plan. We can. I mean, we like to we like to visit them where they live. Actually, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just mm-hmm. go into someone's home. You can tell a lot about what their value system is, what their function is, what's yes. important to them. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that's why I love a good house call myself. I, I do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But there are. I I think the 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 ways in which we're trending and the mm-hmm. need is great for understanding. I think, you know, my why and and angst at the same time is that we can't argue and bark caregiver overwhelm if we don't take the time to educate ourselves mm-hmm. and educate one another at bedside. So, you know, this is this is important work that you're doing. Uh, do you have a website? We do. Lifespancm.com lifespancm.com beautiful right yeah okay 
And Mr. Newell is the owner of the company. I would suggest you reach out if you're definitely in this immediate uh, tri-state area, it seems. But I, I would think an in-home consultation is best to navigate the unique care uh, care needs of your loved one. Uh, do, are right, you before there's a disaster? <laughs> right beforehand, right? I think that has definitely been the theme of the care pod this year across many guests is is the prior preparation, right? What do you say to someone like yourself or myself that is the young old, right? Where we have the opportunity to kind of make these early decisions, we're in the know. Uh, what would your top five be of things to do now? Well, I think you want to have a coherent um, records, you know, of, of your encounters. You would really want to know what medication you're on and why you're on it, you know. Yes, the why. Yes. The why you're on it, you know, and, and, you know, have a sense of your own kind of quality of life, physical functioning, and, you know, recognize not just ignore uh, when you do have a step down in terms of your physical functioning, you know, or mm. cognitive functioning. Mm. So a lot of times we see people that are not able to do their instrumental activities of daily living and the families are kind of making excuses for them. But poor judgment is coming into play, which is the, really the first sign of cognitive impairment. Right. They are cognitively impaired. We just don't have a diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And so that's what can we do to back out of that, you know, or assist that person to back out of that or at least be in a safe space so that they don't make judgments, you know, that are going to hurt them. Yeah, that are not safe. That's really that's a good one, because I think that's also separating the emotion right from the practicality and the, the logistics of things. So, oh, yeah. oh, she just, you know, forgot the stove on. It's no big deal, right? But it is an acceptance, right? It's those five stages to say, you know what? I think we need to take a closer look. And also having those conversations across siblings, the like. Uh, yeah. You know, so if we if we think about, you know, a lot of times we're able to see, say things to the parents that the children, adult children cannot say. And what I tell the adult children is think of it as this way. Emotionally, it's like you were seven years old and your parent was 35. Right. And they knew everything. You har knew hardly anything. <laughs> That's not the case anymore. <laughs> OK, the roles are reversed. You need to be able to feel okay stepping up and setting and those boundaries. Don't feel yeah. comfortable saying the truth. We will, we will say the truth. You know, because mm -hmm. if you're not dealing with the realities, then things are not going to go well. Yeah, very important. So, last words for our CarePod audience. Uh, I think it's all about caring, like. You know, if you care about your parents, if you care about your loved ones, you kind of take that extra time to, you know, give them some feedback, observe, note, give them some feedback about what's going on and, and you know, let them know that if you're not safe, you kind of need to lose your vote on those, you know, certain things mm -hmm. uh, or else it's going to be sad for everybody. You know? That's it. 
That's it. The choices we make. Yeah, it's so true. Well, I really enjoyed our conversation. Again, lifespancm.com, correct? EM.com, correct. Okay. And thank you, Mr. Newell, for being with us today. Well, thanks for the opportunity. Yes. Great information right from the source. For more information on how to caregive like a boss, check out impactfulcaregiving.com. Want to be a guest on the show? Contact us at carepod at impactfulcaregiving.com.